Hey, Jesse, it's Ian here in Birmingham, England. Just want to say congratulations on five years of this great podcast. Uh, when I go and see Bruce in concert, one of the things I love is the band on stage are enjoying it as much as the audience. And I get exactly the same feeling when I listen to your podcast. You love this just as much as we love listening to it. You can't fake passion. Thank you very much and all the best. Past five years, I've been lucky to have plenty other podcasters join me on this podcast. We've talked their podcast and we've talked uh, music. And so here are a few clips that I wanted to share with you. Sean and Matt are two guys who do the podcast Springtime for Springsteen. They are so funny. They, um, I first listened to their podcast when I was in the car driving to Atlanta, Georgia to attend DragonCon all the way back in 2015. They were one of the first guests who joined me, like in episode 7 or 8. Um, they're funny. Their podcast really isn't about Springsteen. But uh, since they were kind of the first podcast that joined me, and their podcast is still going strong. And they still make me laugh when I listen to it. So here's a little bit of that episode. Why did you guys decide to do a podcast, and why did you decide to do it about Bruce Springsteen? I think uh, why we started, why we decided to do a podcast. Me and Sean are huge fans, and I think uh, dedicated Springheads will know huge fans of the Earwolf Network, um, big listeners of Comedy Bang Bang. So that's a big inspiration, and such such big fans and i'm a big like audio guy i do audio production music okay. tell so and then um so we were kind of just like batting about ideas for like we got to do a podcast we got to do a podcast for a while we had a couple fun little like test things with different <laughs> yeah. ideas more like comedy based sure but and eventually we just uh for some reason we uh i think sean bought Really, and this yeah. is how it started. We talk about this in episode one, and which is now lost to time. And um, <laughs> he he got as a Christmas gift the Bruce Springsteen like remastered album set. What awesome. I don't know the years. That's a like big a, gift. Yeah, yeah, it's like the first what seven albums. Yeah, volume one, nineteen seventy three to nineteen eighty four. So, in, in my opinion, some of his like best best work. Absolutely. And. Uh, and Sean was like, "Bro, you you gotta listen to to some of these." And I'm like, "What? Like Bruce Springsteen? Get get out of here! Like, I hate Bruce Springsteen." And he's like, "No, no, bro, bro, you gotta listen. You gotta listen." <laughs> and so eventually it became this thing where it's like I wasn't gonna listen to it unless there was a greater goal in mind. And um, I feel like that's kind of how the podcast got started. Not not quite exactly. I think. Part of it, too, is we were kind of just drunk and uh, <laughs> yeah. you had your mixer out. And we were like, let's do a podcast. Yeah, yeah. We uh, I had the uh, audio equipment uh, already and uh, I I, I, uh, I thought, yeah, this is at least we can put this equipment to use. So let's let's do it about Springsteen. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, Sean, you can't put the equipment to use, but I can. <laughs> yeah, Matt's, Matt's kind of the technical mastermind. I just kind of... You're like you know, the face of the franchise. <laughs> yeah, I just kind of say, uh, you know, uh, it, Matt, uh, work your magic. No, I think it's really fortunate that uh, Matt was willing to do this because he's, you know, he's... Without him, this, this podcast probably, you know, it wouldn't exist. And so... Um, I've just been fortunate to find someone who's been been willing not only to put up uh, with Springsteen, <laughs> even though he hates him, but uh, also, you know, produce this podcast and, and put it out there. But I think to Matt's credit and maybe to my own, I think uh, <laughs> I think there's a few songs that Matt's come around to, which has been really wonderful to see. And uh, and uh, I think Matt's, you know, um, a fair judge when it comes to Springsteen songs. Sure. And uh, Jesse, I'm sure you can you know, you can cite your own, uh, and you have, I've listened to some of your podcasts, the, the songs that you, you like and you don't like. And, right. and, uh, and, and, and Matt's, uh, you know, been a good sport <laughs> and, uh, and we've gone through these songs, uh, hell or high water. So two of my favorite podcasters, in fact, two of my favorite people are JB and Rob from Bruce Springsteen Sings the Alphabet. The guys have been on my podcast multiple times. They've been nice enough to have me join them on their podcast. We've met in person. They are just great people. A few clips of them being on the podcast. Tell me what you guys' podcast is, and then we'll kind of get back on track later. But as we talk about this, I want them to understand. All right, well, in one sentence or less, it's basically our podcast, Bruce Springsteen Sings the Alphabet, is a song-by-song alphabetical exploration of every Bruce Springsteen song. So we started with the, with the song 30 Days Out because we're doing alphanumerical, and we're going to go all the way until we get to zero and Blind Terry. So, uh, the, well, the well-known, uh, much-played 30, day, 30 Days Out. That's right. The, we, we, we uncovered a gem with that one. Right? How long is it going to take you to get through all these? Uh, th- at this rate, it's going to take about two and a half years. That yeah. is nothing wrong with that. That's when we realized like how big of a commitment it was. I was like, man, I can't wait to do We Take Care of Our Own. And Bob goes, we'll do it next year. <laughs> yeah. Just like, oh, man. Yeah, my kids will be much older by the time we get through the end. Well, and that's that's not even counting the new album that we're going to have to somehow adjust for as we, as it comes out. You know? Yeah. The, for sure. Uh, have the, you guys... Bruce is out to sabotage us. He doesn't like what we're doing. He's way too prolific. I mean, that's the beauty of the Beatles podcast. Is like those guys aren't doing anything. Yeah, they're that's, it's it. like they're out. Hey uh-huh. man, too soon. Oh, wow. Not- <laughs> yeah, too soon. Just, there's two living Beatles, and they're not ever going to work together. I'll tell you Absolutely. that. Absolutely. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, like I don't know what we'll do. I, I I do. It's just it's a pain. It's a pain in the rear. The fact that we're going to have to like readjust when when the new album comes out. Small small price to pay for a new so album. So will you? Will you just sort in and like you'll if there's like hey Bruce start everything with a T? Yeah, we talked about that. That was the first plan, but we're gonna have to probably go plan B. He's not returning my phone call. I then asked the guys, how did they decide to start the podcast? Talk about how we started the podcast. That all started with how we met, and now we're we just talked about. Oh my gosh, (laughs) I'm so sorry, Jesse. We're not. So the podcast was the podcast was Rob's. He was like, hey. Are you like manic about the way you listen to music and also a Bruce Springsteen fan? And I was like, you have no idea what you're getting yourself into. So tell, tell them about your idea, I guess. Well, and I, I've mentioned this before, but I, uh, I started listening back in the fall of last year. I started listening to a podcast called Alphabetical, which is a, a pod. If, for those who don't know, it's a podcast where they alphabetically go through every Beatles song um, one by one. And it's a great podcast. I love it. And um, 
I, I wanted so badly for there to be more podcasts with that format, and there wasn't any. There weren't any. And so I thought, and, and I got really, I started getting really frustrated that no one was doing this with Bruce Springsteen. And I'm a big believer in, like, if there's something you believe needs to be in the world, it's your job to make it you if nobody else it. is doing it. So, um, but I realized, like, what a huge commitment that was going to be. And so I thought, well, there's a couple of major barriers here. And the first one is, like, I need to get permission from these alphabetical guys so they don't think I'm ripping them off. So I emailed them. And uh, they got right back with me. And I, part of me was hoping they would just say, like, we'd appreciate it if you would not steal our idea <laughs> so that I wouldn't. Oh, had this great idea, but I can't do it. <laughs> yeah. And, and so and like immediately got back is a guy who calls uh, his his online handle is Pete the Retailer. And so he, he got me. He got right back with me and he said, absolutely. Go for it. Just uh, give us a shout out every once in a while. And if you start, you have to finish. Like, that's the one thing we ask of you. And so um, and so I thought, OK, well, that's a lot of pressure. So and then the next thing was like, but I don't know anybody who would do this podcast with me. Like, who who's going to be willing to do that? And so I I, I remembered like at some point during the day, I was like, oh yeah, I remember JB was kind of into Bruce. And so uh, and so I messaged JB thinking like, no way anybody's going to want to do this. And he he messaged me right back and he said, yeah, it sounds like fun. So we it sort of yeah. So that that was and and we got some podcast equipment. I made I made the master list, and uh, we just started recording them. JB. Rob, after three years and nine months, finished their first round of discussing every Springsteen song that had been produced or released officially. Um, They now are on a second round of discussing each album in alphabetical order. Um, Oh, actually, no, they didn't do alphabetical order. They're doing the albums in terms of release date. Uh, But to celebrate them finishing their first round, I had them back on the show again, and here's a little bit of discussion about how the term basic facts came about. Now it is becoming a, it's a running gag. You guys have your own uh, language, but um, you ended up basic facts was something that has become part of the podcast, and that's even what you named your newsletter newsletter about. Um, do you remember <laughs> when that started and why it became a thing? I'll uh, let JV tell that story. <laughs> yeah, that, well, that started because I incorrectly said that uh, Bruce Springsteen and Stephen Van Zandt were like back to back on the cover of Born to Run uh, in an episode, an early episode, which is not a fact. In, in the Born to Run episode. Oh, yes. yeah, in the Born to Run episode. Thank in, you. in one of the episodes that everybody will listen to because that's one of the most popular songs. So in... Thanks for clearing that up and making sure I said that. Uh, for embarrassing sure. thing. <laughs> just as, as, as fully as possible. So anyway, it was like, he's not. <laughs> he's not even remotely leaning on Stephen Van Zandt's shoulder. So I am uh, so glad that is the reason why, because that's what I remembered. Um, what you don't know if I can do a par Harvey, the rest of the story, is in my pre-recording discussion with my guests, I often hey, say... cut out there for a second. What did you say? Oh, in your, in, sorry. In my, my pre-discussion yeah, pre with my guests, they will say, is this live? And I go, well, it's, it's live to tape. We record it. I usually don't do any edits. However... And I tell that story. And I said, so if you have a brain <laughs> spasm and you talk about, um, you know, Roy Bitten playing the saxophone, um, we can fix that. We can fix it in post. So I think you deliberately did that to, um, to let everyone in the world know it's okay to make a mistake. 
Sure. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll go with that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, well, and that, a lesson I learned from that was listen more closely during the episode and don't just pay attention to like the next bullet point on your list or the clock because that became like right. early on. All I wanted to do was make sure like we checked off all the boxes. So there would be times where JB or sometimes a guest would be talking and I would be 30 percent listening and 70 percent paying attention to all the other things. I mean, you know, Jesse, like you produce yeah. a podcast you, like there's there's a lot of levers you have to sort of pay attention to in order to keep the whole thing on the rails. And what I learned out of that experience was it's pretty important that the number one thing I'm doing is listening. And then I need to like everything else can sort of exist in um, in and around that, like the, the fact that I'm listening. You know what I mean? And here to finish up our Rob and JB segment, um, our discussion about Springsteen fans and how much we love them. Fans of Bruce Springsteen are fans of bands in ways that I have never seen before. Uh, and I follow a lot of bands. Yeah. <laughs> and like Bruce Springsteen fans are different from any fan base. They're, I don't know. It's weird. Do you agree uh, with that, Rob? Yeah. And I mean, that's a thing. I mean, I, that's a thing that I was, I think, probably a little bit more aware of just because I, I had started listening in 2007 with, with the Magic release and I'd been to a few shows. I, I, I'd, I like in 2012, I, I went to Jersey for a show, you know, and so like I've. I've been in the belly of the beast and I've, I've seen the fan base. In fact, I had almost the opposite expectation of JB. I thought we're going to start this thing and a bunch of people are going to come out of the woodwork to tell us how, how, how much we don't know anything. And so like, um, JB's like, I'm surprised people are this into Bruce Springsteen. I'm like, man, I'm surprised we didn't get like torn to pieces by all the people who really love Bruce Springsteen. Well, it's not like <laughs> you know I'm I mean? surprised at how many people are into Bruce Springsteen. That doesn't surprise me at all. I think more people should be, I'm, but I'm not. I mean, I think it's a great number. Anyway, a large, a very large community. But I am surprised by the number of people who are like into auxiliary Springsteen. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, there's yeah. That's it, the thing. It, it, I, I've never. I don't know of an. I know fan bases who are like covered head to toe in lyric tattoos and stuff. And I, you know what I mean, like. Yeah. But I don't know any, any other fan base that is so attached to like. It. You know, like it reminds me of. And let me get all the way there before we, you know, let's not stop in the middle of the way that that um, like teenage girls are fans of pop musicians, but like sophisticated and mature. Not that they're immature for that, but just like the way. So it's like that large of an obsession, but towards not towards like, uh, I don't know, like the trappings of it, but like from a from a like a a, a um, like a very analytical level. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I I once heard um, I, I forget who it was. I think it might have been Artie Lang. I think I, I once heard somebody say that Bruce Springsteen fans are just like Grateful Dead fans, except they're a lot more successful. Yeah, and and I think like because and I I saw this firsthand because when I went to Jersey in 2012 to a show, I met a guy who owns his own company, and he's he said he's seen at that time he said he'd seen Bruce over 60 times. And what he does is he has to travel around the country for like sales jobs and like meetings with corporate sponsors or whatever. And and he was he said, and so what I do anytime Bruce announces a tour schedule, I just plan all my all, all my national trips to correspond with Bruce's tour dates. And so he he plan, like, he he owns his own business and he owns like a plane. And so how he 
he schedules so he he schedules his whole like business travel around like how can I get like tax write offs for all the like all the different times I go see Bruce Springsteen, and that's how he's gotten sixty shows in because he like he'll he'll fly from like you know Newark to Minneapolis because he's got to meet with a vendor and while he's in Minneapolis well hey you know Bruce is just so happens Bruce Springsteen's in town tonight also you know what that's I mean and so absolutely wow yeah. Yeah, and I mean, I and that seems, and I mean, Jesse, you've been more, more Bruce Springsteen fans than anybody on the planet, but but that, that sort of, yeah, no kidding, and I mean, <laughs> that's a great description for that, by the way. Yeah, my dad, whenever we all met up, my dad came with us, and he was like, "Who's this other guy, Jesse?" And I was like, "Yeah, he's he's, he's a friend of mine." He and I was like, "He collects Bruce Springsteen fans," <laughs> and my dad's like, Okay, and then we got there and we hung out and you introduced us to all these people and then we left and my dad was like, "Wow, he really does collect Bruce Springsteen fans." Absolutely. <laughs> Alex does a podcast. Our Arcade Fire sings the alphabet. Um, in this clip, I've got a couple of clips. One explains what his podcast is, and then we're going to skip ahead where he talks about how the music of Bruce Springsteen helped him fight a tough time in his life. This podcast episode was especially uh, dear to me because I was surprised. I was expecting Alex to talk about his podcast, and he ended up sharing a lot of himself, and it's a very special um, episode that I adore. And tonight we're doing a family podcast. No, 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 not my brother or sister joining me again. In the world of podcast relationships, I was just talking to Alex, and he brought up if Rob and JB's Bruce Springsteen Sings the Alphabet is my sister podcast, Alex thinks his podcast is like my nephew or niece. So welcome to the podcast. Um, you could just call me Uncle Jesse. Hey, Alex. Hey, Uncle Jesse. Thanks for having me on. I'm, I'm super excited to, to be here. Yeah. So, um, Alex, tell the audience a little about yourself. So I am coming from the University of British Columbia in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Uh, I'm a student. I'm in my fifth year and I'll be graduating in April. I am also the host or co-host of a podcast called Arcade Fire Sings the Alphabet, which if you've ever heard Rob and JB's Bruce Springsteen Sings the Alphabet, imagine if we just took every element ever just literally every element of their show put it into our show and replaced springsteen with arcade fire and that's what we do the reviewing the songs alphabetically one per episode uh in oakland we were way up in the in the like top of the upper bowl not even looking at him but in that little side behind of the stage sure like uh like just about parallel with the length of the stage. So you could see him from the side. Uh, but I, I didn't care. It was when, when he stepped out and I saw him for the first time, I, it was this, this man made mortal or sorry, there's like God made mortal that this, this person who I'd only ever seen in, you know, posters on my wall or album covers who's meant so much to me and his music has, you know, changed my life was a real person. I, I almost, I couldn't, I couldn't handle it emotionally. And if he hadn't went into meet me in the city tonight right away, 
I, I probably would have lost it then and there. I didn't end up losing it until in Drive All Night when he started doing the Dream Baby Dream just a little bit during the uh, the slow part, and I just started yeah. bawling my eyes out. Why, um, why Dream Baby Dream? So uh, that song is one of the ones that really means a lot to me and in my life. I, uh, it's something that I'm very open about. And I think that being open about topics like this is the only way that we can really normalize them. But I have a mental illness. I'm, I'm bipolar. And I, at the, I was very, very depressed through the end of high school and in the beginning of university in a way that I couldn't understand because it seemed like I had everything that I kind of wanted I was, you know, surrounded by friends and I, I, you know, was doing athletics and I was getting good grades and my, you know, my family loved me, but, but I had, you know, this, this darkness on the edge of town inside of me that I couldn't face and I couldn't tell anybody about it. And in times when I was really, really low and my girlfriend at the time would be talking to me and it just... I always in with Bruce saying that keep on dreaming. I just I just heard her in like a you know you're worth something and and people need you and that when I was feeling low on my own I would think of that just keep on dreaming. Um, you just got to keep on dreaming and so that meant a lot to me and I didn't expect him to be playing it and then when he did it was just this 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 rush and I I I I, I was done. I I've never heard him do it live. I would love to hear that. So I totally get what you're saying about the song. Yeah, it it uh it on paper it doesn't seem like the kind of song that like if you're just reading the lyrics, it doesn't seem like a song that would just have such a profound impact, but it it really does. We have a and I think people who who don't understand mental illness, well, just cheer up, you know, just, just go listen to something funny or, you know, get out in the sunlight. I've had just a little bit of it um, where you, you just don't have the energy. Mm-hmm. You, you're just, it, it is this overwhelming darkness. I think anything that can bring you that light and that sunshine is pretty amazing. And, and Alex, thank you for sharing. And your story is very special, but not unique of people I've talked to. There's a lot of people that get their strength from Bruce's music. Oh, for sure. Um, which is something that when I think about like what resonates with me the most, like when I think Born to Run, what is it that I'm running from? Because I, you know don't have any any I, I love Vancouver and I love my family and it's nothing like that but running from the mindset that, that there must be something better than this that this is just these negative thoughts and this depression that I you know you can't get out of it and that if you don't just you know try and run then then it's going to consume you and trap you and the same sort of themes that Bruce has in those earlier albums that it's my my new jersey that he was running from was my own mind and and that depression uh 
which kind of brings me to another song, which is just Darkness on the Edge of Town, that I was I was in the hospital for a bit. And being in the hospital, in the like in the ward, and seeing these people, the real common thread you all share is not yet being able to to kind of face yourself in the mirror and come to terms with what you're dealing with, which is why you know at that point it's important to be hospitalized. And lines like the no one asks any questions or looks too hard at your face when like when I was in there, I had the people like very kind people and nice people. And there was a piano and I'd often play and, you know, they'd be laughing. But but everyone had that that, you know, darkness on the edge of town secret that they they couldn't face. And that was one that I had for so long because I didn't tell anybody really about what I was going through leading up and that defiant hopelessness at the end of the album of everything that I've got just facing it um, because I've been wanting these things that I thought I could only find by running and I know that now I need to face this and it's going to be awful but it needs to happen you need to kind of stop running and yeah that's another very big one and I think that's if someone asked me what's my favorite song of all time, I would say Born to Run. But if someone asked me what's my favorite Bruce song, I would say Darkness on the Edge of Town. If you have not listened to the full Alex episode, I recommend it strongly. It was uh, a powerful episode, and I really appreciate him sharing so much of himself. Another guy that does a podcast is Lee McCormick, Tramps Like Us. He's joined me multiple times as well. No, I've always said that was what a great show to be your first Springsteen show, right? Like, I, I took me a while. Like, he, he probably played about four or five times in Toronto since that sort of uh, Born in the USA tour. And I just, you know, circumstances, I just couldn't get to the shows. But I finally saw him in 2000, the reunion tour where you had the E Street Band back, and he's playing that great, you know, greatest hit set list. And the band was rejuvenated, and the band was kind of on the last leg of the reunion tour, so they were polished, and oh, it was just a phenomenal night. Just like I'd always heard about the Springsteen lore of the live show, right? Like being a fan since the early '80s, and now I'm finally getting to see a show, like you know, 15, 16 years later. And is it true? Is it true? And it's definitely true. It's a religious spirit, man. It totally moved me. I got <laughs> motion emotions poured out of me that night. I didn't think I had, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you you decided that you just needed to talk about uh, Bruce. So talk to me a little bit about the roots of, you know, the podcast, what you were trying to accomplish. And, you know, talk a little bit about your highlights if someone wants to go back and check. Yeah, cool. Um, well, see. I just jumped into it. Eh? Like, I, like I said, I'm a fan of a lot of podcasts out there. I listen to them at work. I listen to them when I'm commuting. And there's a lot of podcasts guys do where they're kind of just talking about music. Certain are things focused on bands like Kiss or The Monkees or uh, Cheap Trick. There's a lot of podcasts like that I listen to. There's also various podcasts where guys just talk about different different uh, songs and they'll play some vinyl and they'll just, you know, just general music things with different things in general and different topics and I've always kind of thought about, yeah, I could do something like this. I'm a creative guy. You know, my music career is kind of slowing down. I'm not getting as many gigs as I used to. So I just kind of wanted something creative to do. So I just figured, like I said, that show, The River Tour, I saw it was so great. I just wanted my 
Bruce fandom to continue after I saw the show. So I just wanted to do more. So I just figured I'd set up a podcast and just see where it take me and took me. And I'm uh, kind of getting the hang of it, really digging doing it. Um, I, I kind of got a posse of people that I've I've got on as guests. Kind of I try and get like at least one co-host, different person for each episode, and we'll just pick a topic. And uh, we'll just discuss it. Like, I've done album reviews. I did one on Working on a Dream, where uh, Tom England helped me out, and we just kind of went yeah. track by track, discussed those like that. Like, I really enjoyed the longest episode I did, which was, all, I think, almost like two hours, ten minutes, which I did a uh, E Street Band member spotlight on uh, Max Weinberg. Ah, yes. Yeah, and I love Max Weinberg, so I just kind of talked about, uh, from a drummer's perspective, Max's influences on music and his his upbringing, and, uh, you know, I played some clips, and I had some uh, sound bites from him, and yeah, it's just really fun putting together kind of like a radio program, you know, with some dialogue, some music clips, some interviews with the artists, really fun. My dad, as I said, I lost when I was really young and didn't really know him, but I had two uh, older half-brothers and half-sisters. And I remember uh, a day that I was reading a, uh, an old copy of, I was messing around in my, my mom and dad's uh, room, uh, you know, and it's still my dad's things in my mom's room, essentially, when I was about, I don't know, uh, 12, 13 years old, something like that. And I remember coming across a Life magazine with a profile of my brother, my half-brother, right? And he uh, he was in a he turned out to be an Episcopalian minister of all things, and he was working at the University of Michigan in Ann Arbor at the time, and he was using uh, the Who's Tommy as his parable, and he also talked about um, the influence of a young singer songwriter who had played in Ann Arbor called Bruce Springsteen, and um, he had an album out, and at the time, you know, this is the article was probably like eight nine years old, right? Sure. I thought Bruce's first album or like current album was Greetings from Asbury Park. I didn't know that he had like other records out. Yeah. And, uh, so I, I, you know, I actually talked to my mom about this and, uh, and she was like, Oh, sure. And um, what she did was sign me up for the Columbia record house club, uh, which was yes. like the worst, <laughs> you know, 12 albums for a penny. Yet you're entered into this, like, contract of indentured servitude essentially so the first album i ever got was greetings from asbury park and i still have that record even though born to run was out and you know all this other stuff was out and um that that was the first record and interestingly enough at the time manford man had had a hit with blinded by the light yes so that was kind of my introduction um to springsteen although you know, when I got a little older and when he really started to matter to me, um, nowadays I look back and be like, that's weird that I <laughs> <laughs> like a weird Bob Dylan sort of imitation record he was kind of doing. But that was isn't that weird? That was my first. That, that um, is. Um, yeah. uh, joining me today is a new friend, uh, DJ Nick. He had joined uh, Charles and I over at our. Um, Doctor Who podcast, and DJ Nick makes his living talking about music and promoting music, and I said, this is perfect. So, Nick, how you doing? Thanks for being on the show. 
Hey, Jesse, well, it's truly an honor and a pleasure to be here with you and to talk about music. Of course, you're a huge fan of music yourself. And of course, I do this for a living. And so, you know, as, as soon as you invited me, I could not but say yes. Yeah, that is great. Um, so tell us a little about yourself. Well, um, for those who do not know, I am uh, the DJ and host of the Whiskey and Cigarettes show, which is a country music radio show, which is aired both uh, online and on FM radio throughout the world. We basically deal with country music from yesterday, today, and also everything else in between. And um, I've been doing this now, at least this show, for about 10 years or so. And um, it's, it's, I really love what I do. And you know, I'm so glad to, uh, to be able to share my passion for country music, not only with the core fans in North America, but throughout the world as well. And, and you know, I've been doing this and to be able to have made it my job, my day job and my night job as well is, uh, is a blessing for sure. Absolutely. Um, so where are you from? I'm I'm from Milan, Italy. I was born and raised here, though my accent might say different. Uh, but but yes, I was I was born and raised over here in Italy. I uh, lived here all my life. Uh, the the fact for my one, if anybody wonders about my accent, it comes from the fact that my mother is actually South African. I have not retained the South African accent, which I'm rather sad about. But I guess you know this uh, this this should we say British accent works nonetheless on radio too. Great. I mean, it can be, it, it would be amazing. But also, I think the beauty of also of Springsteen in, in as an artist is that he is so well loved throughout the music world. I mean, there are two other bands that I really enjoy, which are the Dropkick Murphys and Social Distortion, and they are both huge fans of Springsteen, and they've actually had Bruce on as as a guest on their songs and on stage, and. I think it's amazing how one artist like uh, Bruce Springsteen is so well loved throughout so many different genres, be it country, be it punk rock, be it rock, be it pop. Everybody uh, I've noticed has some kind of attachment to Bruce Springsteen or his music. This has just been a few clips of people who've been on the podcast who do other podcasts. Uh, I'll probably do another episode during this celebration with some other clips. But for now, thank you for listening. Doing a podcast at times can be a one-way conversation, and I hate that. So please let me know what you like and don't like about the work I'm doing. You can reach the podcast via email at setlustingbruce at gmail.com. The show is on Twitter, at setlustingbruce, and my personal Twitter is at jessejacksondfw. We have a website, www.setlessingbruce.com. From there, you can find links to other Springsteen podcasts as well as other music-themed podcasts. We have a page devoted to our own SLB All-Star Band. These are guests who have been on the podcast more than three times. There is a link to our store where you can purchase Set Lessing Bruce shirts as well as a Mary Question t-shirt. There is a link to our Patreon page where you can sign up to help support the podcast financially. We have different levels and different rewards based on your support. If you don't have any extra cash, and right now who does, you can support the podcast by subscribing via your favorite podcast player and leaving us a review. The more reviews we have, the easier it is for people to find us. And please tell a friend about the podcast, especially if they love Bruce or music, because it will make a difference. You just heard the fun talking, hard rockin', 
music loving, album ranking, fan thinking, joy spreading, lyric reading, story sharing podcast that is the one, the only, Set Listening Bruce. Set Listening Bruce is part of the Southgate Media Podcast Group. The theme for Set Listening Bruce was written by David Rosen, used by permission. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.